On this episode, I am joined by award-winning feng shui master and interior designer based out of Australia, Jane Langoff. Jane shares some incredible practical advice and mind-blowing insights into how you can use feng shui to attract greater wealth, opportunity, and abundance into your life. I know you are going to love this episode, so enjoy. You are so welcome to the show. This is Make Millions to Impact Millions, and I am your host, Laura Tynan. This is the home for all things around money, abundance, and wealth creation. So whether you're looking to manifest more money, better manage the money you have, or figure out how to multiply it through investing, then you are in the right place. Every week, I'll be bringing you a new episode, mixing the spirituality and strategy of wealth creation meaning I'm going to be sharing some really powerful steps and strategies that you can implement to build your wealth, as well as infusing it with some of the juiciness and magic of manifestation so we can support you on all fronts. I am so grateful that you are here tuning in. I cannot wait to share these episodes with you. Let's get started. Welcome to the show. I am thrilled to introduce Jane Langoff, who is an award-winning Feng Shui master and interior designer with 15 years in practice. She works with residential and commercial clients worldwide to create beautiful spaces that inspire abundance and positivity. Though Jane combines a creative and practical approach to Feng Shui with an aesthetic sensitivity to design, which I love. So Jane is driven by her passion for creating beautiful space that inspires abundance, positivity and success, which is why I'm so excited for this conversation on our show. And she loves sharing her knowledge about Feng Shui and is currently writing a book that is the Homeowner's Guide to Abundance. So you can tell why she is on the show. So we are excited to talk all things about wealth from the Feng Shui side of things. Jane, you're very welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm so excited to be here. It's great to meet you in person or through the Zoom lens. I love- <laughs> yes, virtually, virtually. So Jane, for people who have no idea what Feng Shui is, other than some kind of slightly mystical form of interior design, how would you describe what it is and like what you do? So Feng Shui is the art of designing spaces with the optimal flow of energy. It's about how the energy affects you from a mental, physical and spiritual level. The energy in our environment affects our mood, psychology and mindset. And this impacts a whole heap of things like your self-worth, your relationships, your health, productivity, focus, and ultimately your wealth and your abundance and your success. Mm. So what I do is I work with homeowners, usually homeowners and also business owners to sort of ramp up the energy in their in their spaces to invite that abundance and positivity, positivity into their homes and buildings just to create that uh, inspire success and create that uh, level of abundance for everybody who's living in the home or or working in the building. I mean, that sounds pretty epic. And I'm wondering like, Feng Shui, like, I mean, it's relatively mainstream, but at the same time, it's not that common still to take into consideration when you're you're designing a room. No, it's actually quite niche, Uh, but more people are getting to know about Feng Shui. It was first introduced into the 70s in the West. Uh, but it's been around for thousands of years and originated in China. Mm, that would make sense. So like when I think about designing spaces, like I always just go off like an intuitive feeling from something of like, oh, this feels better if it's in a certain space. But like, is there a structured way of looking at a room and going, okay, this should go here if we're looking to increase I know, the flow of energy that is in relation to prosperity or abundance, as you mentioned, or success? Like, How does that work or like, how do you go about understanding that flow of energy in relation to success, prosperity, abundance? Well, firstly, I'll share a little bit about the background of of Feng Shui, but there is, uh, there there are formulas and there there are systems to work out where the uh, prosperous energy is and where the best energy is for harmony, health and relationships. So ancient Chinese masters discovered that various patterns of energy affected the human body and mind in different ways. Uh, when, when peop- what they found was that when people were aligned with positive energy, they experienced uh, good fortune. But when they were aligned mm-hmm. with negative energy, they experienced obstacles, 
and and misfortune and bad luck. So from these observations, thousands over over many many years, thousands of years ago, uh, came a set of observations, rules, theories, and mathematical systems that form the basis of traditional feng shui. So traditional feng shui is not just about the intuitive. However, that is also that also plays a part, and and how you feel when you walk into a space is really important. But there are also systems and calculations on how to、mm. work out where the positive energy zones are and the negative ones. That's so interesting because I think we can all.、Uh, I would say I think we can all, but I certainly know when I walk into a room, you'll you'll know if something feels off, or you can walk into a space, you can like, oh, it just feels so calm and relaxing in here. But I've never thought about like what is the blueprint behind how is this space set up to actually encourage that sense of feeling or that energy in the room. So I mean, I'm curious. Yeah, from like I've been wanting to bring a little bit more woo into the podcast when we talk about wealth, but also to bring the science behind the woo because you know energy isn't just a, a woo woo mystical thing that we've made up, right? It's There is, as you said, a blueprint, like a, almost like a roadmap for creating certain flows of energy, which I would love to hear more about as well. Yeah. So every home has a unique map of energy that's like a horoscope in a way that indicates、yeah. how well the home supports the people, the occupants who are living there,、uh, in terms of their health, wealth, and relationships. So、uh, the way that we work this out. From a feng shui perspective, was we look at the the floor plan, the design of the floor plan, the orientation of the building to the degree, and also when the building was built. So we、we'll、look at the building date as well. And and from all of those,、uh, from all that data, we can work out what the energy map is. But there are also many other calculations and formulas that feed into that to to determine how well or not the house or home supports the occupants. So, when when I look at the energy map of a home, I'll look for the prosperity corner. I'll look for the area where there's toxic energy, where there's energy relating to sickness, or the best energy for harmony, health, and relationships. And we use the five elements that are used in Chinese metaphysics, including acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine. And those five、mm-hmm. elements are fire, earth, metal, water, and wood. And each of those elements translates to a particular colour, shape, material, finish, design, and it actually can inspire the design scheme of your home. And we use those elements to、uh, to enhance positive energy and also to reduce the negative influences. Nice. Now you got me on high alert. I'll say when you said your prosperity corner, and I'm like, okay, what is that? And like, is that easy to find? Is it the same in everyone's house? No, it's actually not the same in everybody's house. So that's one of the myths and misconceptions. So when feng shui was first introduced to the West in the 70s, various systems came out that were simplified, and one of those is that the the home has every every home has a set map of energy based on where the front door is located, and. It's it's just too much of a simplified way of looking at feng shui. It's it's a lot more complex than that, and usually you'll you will need a feng shui master to help you identify where where the prosperous energy is in your home. But energy also changes throughout the years. Also changes throughout the years. So I mentioned that element of time when the building when the building was built. So we move in feng shui. We we work in twenty year cycles. So we're about to. Start a new 20-year cycle in 2024, and you can actually now feel the energy shifting. Things are changing. Things are, and things are actually really good for females in the coming <laughs> in the coming feng shui cycle. Okay, what do you mean by that, and how has it been maybe not so good from a feng shui point of view? Oh, it's not that it hasn't been good, but. Every there's there's a different theme every twenty year cycle, and the theme that we're moving into now、uh, relates to women, especially sort of women who are middle aged. The rise of the middle aged woman. <laughs> oh, so like stepping into power, or what do you mean? That's you right, the exactly. Stepping into power. Nice. I mean,、um, it always fascinates me the more you can delve into different types of learnings, like. 
how much crossover there is you know you're learning about astrology to understand what's happening with the planets and how it's impacting you and your life and the energies but then you're also learning things like manifestation and how just like the universal energies are at work and then you come down to like your home like what's happening in my home from an energetic point of view as you mentioned it's almost like your home has its own zodiac sign perhaps if we can kind of say it like that yes so when you actually like arrive at someone's house if i was like hey jane i need your help just purchased a new house like what does that look like what what are you looking for in someone's home to begin to assess like is the flow of energy right from a prosperity wealth point of view or is this completely off so what i do when i when i visit a client is i would look firstly i would analyze what the energy map is of the of the home and i would also look at the layouts and the physical aspects and and whether there are any blockages uh, in and around the home and and how it feels to walk through the space using using your five senses so that's it's really important to to ascertain ascertain what's going on in terms of the five senses and also look at the surrounding landscape and how that might impact the energy within the home too first thing is that i look at the front entrance and i see how difficult or easy it is to actually find the place in the first place because if it's difficult to find a home then it's symbolically difficult for the chi and energy and opportunities to find you so yeah make sure that you've got clear signage to invite the energy to actually come to you and um, make sure that the front entrance and outside your home is is clear and free of clutter because that can block energy and opportunities from from coming into the home also and then i just walk through the home and look at all of the different areas so different rooms have kind of different guidelines from a feng shui perspective so i will look at those and see what we can change and what we can improve but overall it's just about making the best of what you've got so if there is something that's not great from a feng shui point of view it doesn't mean that you need to move out it just means that there are other things that you can perhaps focus on or you can or you can mitigate the issues in some way to to really make the most and create the the most supportive environment that you can for the occupants. There's so much here I want to get into. So for maybe someone who's a little bit skeptical listening going, really you're telling me I have to put up a, a sign outside my house for energies to or for opportunities to find me like okay, I've lost you at this point. Like what is the the background to that thinking because I mean I do like everything is energy so it makes sense like on an intuitive point of view but That's the first time I've ever heard someone say, "Hey, if it's hard to find your house, opportunities can't really come knocking on your door either." Right? But well, like, they they the can energy? come knocking. They can come knocking on your door, but it's just harder for the for the energy and opportunities to come to you. So the mm-hmm. the more the more open and available you are to opportunities, the better, right? So great great idea just to have that have to have that clear number signage on your home for the uh for the opportunities and the chi to actually arrive at your home but it doesn't mean that it can't come to you of course energies all around us and you're you're like a magnet attracting uh different energies based on your frequency so yeah. so it's just about im- improving and making the most of what you have giving yourself the best the best opportunity for the energy to flow i suppose to you as well exactly perfect and so you mentioned about uh the home having like its own energy a um, map I think is the word you used. Yes. So if you've just bought a home and you look at it can it, can a home have like a bad energy map or is it neutral and it's what you do from a design point of view or how cluttered or uncluttered it is does that impact it? I don't like to say that an energy map is bad or good. There are some if you're comparing two then you can say one is one might be more supportive than another. based on what the goals are of the people who are living in the home so it's really based on what your own personal goals are people who are you know at retirement age are have very different needs to those who to young kids or to people who are really trying to build their career so you know health might be more important to one person than than the other or or somebody might be really uh needing to improve the the opportunities and and their wealth aspect of their life so it's relative to the people who are living in the home 
So if we were to focus specifically on someone who's looking to attract more wealth, prosperity, abundance um, into their life, and that can be either guess through their career or through their business, like what would be some key things that you would be looking at for in that person's home? Like maybe some things that, okay, you should definitely avoid this, maybe look at introducing this. Can it be that simplified or I don't know, I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, sure. There are. There are definitely a lot of guidelines that you can follow and tips that 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 can really uh, improve the energy flow and improve that ability to attract prosperity that don't require the analysis of your energy map. So I don't want people to think that they need to get a feng shui master out to their home, although it helps with it, it gives them the full picture of what's going on. But there are a lot of things that you can improve. So one, for example, is looking at the front entrance. Front entrance is is indicative of your ability to attract wealth and opportunities so make sure that you don't have things that are blocking your front entrance like clutter for example so we want to keep the keep the front entrance clear of blockages and clutter Uh, have a focal point inside your entrance that draw that helps to draw the opportunities and energy inside your home so avoid having a mirror directly opposite your front entrance because that symbolically reflects energy and opportunities out again. Ooh, I like that one. <laughs> That's really cool. And you mentioned earlier as well, Jane, about a prosperity corner. So yes. how do we find that or how do we figure out what that is? And, and what do we paint a gold or like, do we say our affirmations in the corner? Like, what do we do with it? Well, there are different types of of energies that relate to wealth and the the best way is really to work with a feng shui master to find out where that where the best where the prosperity area is in your home but um but so in general it's about looking at each of the rooms so if you work from home your study is really important for for your attracting uh your prosperity also so make sure that you've got your back towards a solid wall like you do because that uh, and like I do also, because that promotes a feeling of support and protection. Have things like plants that encourages connection to nature because that also brings yang, vibrant, positive energy into a space and uh, allowing sort of fresh air and natural light into a room also helps to bring in that positive positivity in, into, your, into your space. And um, as I was mentioning about your about your study or your home office, having a view out to nature is is awesome if if you can do that because that inspires your creativity. Mm, okay, gorgeous. Well, I am currently manifesting my villa overlooking the ocean, so very soon we will have that beautiful view outside my study and now. Um, and so I'm curious, I guess, as well, Jane, like, how did you get into this? Because it kind of seems like juiced up interior design, right? Make a place beautiful. <laughs> but hey, let's just layer on like incredible energy in the space. So you're going to live like your best life and you're going to enjoy this space as well. Yes. Well, how I got into it was that I, I used to be an accountant. I used to be in finance. And when I had, (laughs) when I had my first child, uh, one of my girlfriends told me to go and see this particular psychic spirit medium who was amazing. And so I visited her and she told me that I need to leave my corporate career behind and go and uh, study interior design, Uh, which I thought was a fabulous idea because it was something that I'd thought about and I I had a passion for it because I was renovating my own home. And then, uh, and then I did that. There was a break in the career, uh, in the sorry, a break in the study, uh, about a year later in, in the course. And then I went back to her, and then she she said to me, "Now you need to study feng shui and combine the two, and it's going to be fantastic." And you know what? Once I opened up those feng shui books, I knew that that was what I what what I was destined for, and that was what I wanted to be. And the thing is that the spirit medium told me that I have a spirit guide who's an ancient Chinese master by the name of Fu Chen. It got that specific (laughs) and work came easily to me and it was just something that I loved and became very passionate about it. And so instead of having an interior design career with a bit of feng shui on the side, it became all about feng shui 
with that added aspect of making a space also beautiful and aesthetically pleasing. Oh, amazing. I love that you started out as an accountant and have ended up like getting in touch with your um, Chinese spirit guides who were like guiding you on this epic path. <laughs> that is like the best U-turn I think I've heard in a long time. <laughs> so I'm curious, well, constantly curious in this episode because I think I said, as I said at the beginning, this is not just for the listeners, this is for me because I'm so curious about feng shui. I haven't known too much about it other than it sounds really cool and I know people who've had their homes um, feng shui'd by a master to come over and so I've heard about the prosperity corner I've heard about certain colors and rooms and different things and so I was super interested to hear a little bit more into this today but I'm wondering like in your own life you mentioned this all came about at a time when you were renovating your home and probably like redoing things inside so I guess in a personal experience, like you would have been perhaps your first client. Like what difference did designing your home or changing things around with your feng shui hat on? Like what impact did that make in your life that you felt? That's a great question. So that was one of the one of the catalysts for me wanting to work professionally in this field. So when I started making changes in my own home, I started feeling like I had more energy. Uh, my business started to grow and my husband got an unexpected promotion and so things were just things just went from strength to strength so once once that happened then I started practicing with friends and family and then I discovered that I needed to take my studies further and I went overseas to study with feng shui masters in Asia and it kind of snowballed from there. Wow okay so what was your feng shui studies like like what does it involve in getting to the place of being oh the feng shui studies never end so once you start then you realize there's so much to learn because there are many different schools of feng shui many different masters from different lineages who have their own special expertise or their own take on things so it's it's a real journey studying feng shui it's not like going to uh to uni and studying finance where you know a debit's a debit and a credit's a credit there are so many different things that you can uh different different aspects that you can focus on and and different ideas and philosophies so my feng shui studies started in australia with with a a a very in-depth course and then i studied with different feng shui masters from over the world and and that just keeps building and building so you find which which master or grandmaster that you feel more aligned to and and go down that road but yeah as i said it never ends there's always there's always new things to learn even when you're a master and then and then to become a master i i went through a, an accreditation process with the uh, international feng shui association and that's a that's a rigorous process to to test your knowledge and make sure that you're ready to to practice professionally Oh, I'm so curious. What does that look like? Are you brought out to homes and like tested as to where do you think things would be best positioned or like what does a, a, feng, shui, a feng shui? Yeah, so it, in, it involves it involves a consultation process and you need to also uh, present your work to the grandmasters. So there's a panel of grandmasters overseas that, that assess your work and, uh, and look at what you've achieved and, and who you've consulted to and uh, they assess whether you're ready to become a feng shui master. Oh, that is so awesome. And you've just like perfect segue because I was going to ask you, um, you shared about your experience, I guess, which kind of got you hooked on. Um, I keep, <laughs> I feel like I keep saying it wrong. I keep wanting to say feng shui, but I know it's like feng shui, right? There are different ways of pronouncing feng shui, actually. There are different ways. So that you can say it uh, feng shui, feng shui, feng shui, feng shui, depending on on which region of China you, you're from. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's actually quite interesting. I was just going to put it down to my Irish accent. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, But I know we've heard about kind of your personal experience with it, your husband as well, getting like, the unexpected promotion and obviously things began to flow in your business. But in working with clients, like have, do clients say, look, just in general, I want my home to be feng shui'd, <laughs> like make it feel better. Or is it, you know what, like I'm getting ready to have a family or start a new business and I want things to flow in for specific reasons. Like what does that look like? 
There are different reasons why people come to me and sometimes it's because people are building a home or renovating and they're spending a lot of money doing that and they want to make sure that they're getting their energy right and supporting their family as best as they can. So it's about maximising the energy in your home and also sometimes people come to me if they've got a specific issue like they're trying to start a family. There was a client that clients that I worked with uh, in, in Australia who were trying hard to have children and feng shui was kind of like their last resort. And uh, it was it was really cool because after, in, in their house, there was a particular water feature that was on that, that was stimulating this area that related to sickness and abdominal illness. And I said to them, I think you should turn that off. Drain it, turn that off. And the husband loved that water feature and didn't really want to do it, but okay, for the sake of it, we'll just, since they've paid for my consultation, we'll just go, go along with it and switch it off. So they did. And within a couple of months, they were, they were pregnant with twins. <laughs> it was just amazing. It was such a great story. And then, um, the, then they thought, oh, this is, this might just be, this might just be luck. So the husband then wanted to turn the water feature on again. So he did. And, when after not long after that happened then then the wife started having some early premature contractions and so which they were a bit worried about so then the water feature went off again and then uh and then it was all fine and they've got twins (laughs) that was just a really fascinating story and uh others i've worked with you know there's a there's a lady that i worked with who we we worked on her feng shui and she ended up getting uh, her books published so there, there are a lot of success stories where, where people have just have have improved their energy flow in their homes and just made the most of it. See, that's just so fascinating. I'm still like, I feel like I'm still behind the curtain going, how is she doing this? Like when you say, okay, we, we work together on her home and then she got her book published. I'm like, why, like where are you looking in a home? Or, like obviously you have your expertise yeah. for then, but yes. For someone who has no idea, like just even try and visualize, like what are you doing? Where are you looking? Like, what is this like publisher all of a sudden done in her home that's changed? <laughs> quite quite often, people come to me when they're ready for change, and so your home reflects where you are at a particular pla- at a particular point in time, and then when you're ready for this change, things around you also change too. So I find that when people are ready to move to the next level, they find me. We work on the feng shui and together the magic just happens. So it really is just looking like working together towards a certain goal. And then are you looking like, is the living room always the same type of energy in everybody's living room? Or is the living room dependent on it's in this part of the like landscape geographically versus someone else might have their kitchen in a similar space? Like, how does that work? Yeah, so... Every, everyone, everyone's home has a unique map of energy. So your living room might be, have a completely different, well, is likely to have a completely different energy profile to mine, for example. Mm -hmm. And so I would go to your, check out your living area and see what I could change in there to improve that energy or reduce the toxic influences if there are, if there are those using those five elements. So then we use those, uh, those five elements with color or material for example to improve those those energies so I would go through each of the rooms of the home and where people are particularly interested in in uh, wealth or opportunities I will look in certain areas like the, the the front entrance or the study or the bedroom if people are concerned about their health and relationships which is something that feeds into your wealth anyway so I always look at at those sorts of aspects so we just see what the theme is of the energy map in in the person's home and just make the most of those of those energies to enhance what we can and reduce any of the negative you now just like sparked a whole new array of questions <laughs> in my mind and i'm curious like do you um do you need to use like all five elements that you mentioned at the beginning in every room or like how do you decide what colors or what elements that you're using in a specific space 
No, you don't need to use every element within a room. So there might be a room, for example, let's say there's a room that has a lot of sickness energy that requires the element of metal. So what I'll suggest to the client is that they they have some sort of metallic object that they introduce into into the home. So metallic objects are things like round, circular things, circular objects or those with metallic finish or uh, the color white is even metal. So mm. so we'll just get those to be brought into the home as an accent, as an accent color or element. But overall this, the safest thing is just to have a neutral color scheme and then bring these elements in where they're required, only if they're required, to to balance those energies. So we don't want to have a home that's got 50 different colors that looks that looks like a kid's playground. It's got to be neutral. It's got to be cohesive and work throughout all of the spaces so that it, because that that's a, that impacts the energy flow as well. So you want the place to feel good when you walk in that that it's not, you know, one one room is fully red and the other one is green, for example, that just that just won't won't work or be cohesive. So we need to make sure that those elements are brought in in a tasteful in a tasteful way. Nice. And you mentioned something that I'm curious if there's more depth to this. You said when it comes to wealth, sometimes we look at the bedroom because that impacts relationships, with, which impacts wealth anyway. And I'm curious, can you speak a little bit more about what you meant about that? Yeah. Well, sometimes sometimes uh, what, what happens is that pe- if people are not feeling healthy and their relationships are derailed, then mm. that, impacts on, that impacts on your wealth because it, it, it affects your energy and you can't work to your optimal level. So I always look at a client's bedroom just to make sure that we're that, that their relationships can be as uh, their relationships can be as smooth as possible, and that there are no negative layouts in terms of their health or things that might impact their relationships in a negative way. So in a bedroom, for example, I will look to see whether there are any mirrors directly reflecting the bed because mirrors amplify unresolved issues between couples Mm. we look at clutter around a bedroom to see whether there is uh, anything that's creating blockages look under the bed next to the next to the bed and the bedside tables for example so keep those clutter free to, to ensure that that the that the energy can flow well also look at things like if you've got a if you've got a ensuite does the door face the bed so if the door faces the bed, then that can indicate an issue with the, the, the part of the uh, body that the, that the door is facing. So make sure that the door is kept closed at night. Also look at the position of the bed where you sleep. So ideally you want to have the bed up against a solid wall to provide that support and protection and to a view of the, of the entrance into the room. So... You want to have the, the bed diagonally on a solid wall diagonally opposite the door. And then you'll also look at what's in your bed head wall. So there might be heavy electrical equipment in there, for example. Some people, uh, particularly in Australia, I don't know if this is the case in, in Ireland as well, but some of the older houses are designed where there is a uh, meter box along the the wall of the of the bed head and that can interfere with your with your energy too so it's important to gift away from that to avoid those influences it also sounds terrible to have a big meter box at the bottom of the bed. <laughs> just like creating a scene of romance getting into bed i'm like yeah i probably don't want to look at meter box um oh no that's on the other side of your bedhead wall so a lot of people don't even know that there are these disturbances happening that, uh, that can really impact your, your health because it's just creating those electromagnetic influences. Oh, TVs in bedrooms, that's the other thing as well. I got that one mixed up. I just imagined this big mirror box above someone's bed. I was like, that sounds terrible. <laughs> so it could be obviously on the hidden wall, okay, so someone wouldn't necessarily under or On know. the other side, usually on the outside, it's on the outside of the house, the electrical meter box. It seems like there's kind of um, a theme between like these are certain things and like, for example, a bedroom that work well or don't work well. Is it the same um, for like color schemes? Like if someone was like, I want to bring in more 
um, wealth into my, you know, I'm in, working in my office. I want to attract more wealth into my business. Like you mentioned keeping things neutral, but should you be adding in like wood or a water feature or like are there certain things that are quite consistent for everybody or is it very unique to each individual? Yeah, there are some consistency. So water is correlated to wealth, but you do need to be careful with water features. So water features, water amplifies energy regardless of whether it's positive or negative. So if you are living in, a, in an area that is on the waterfront, for example, well, then there's a lot of wealth energy around you. Uh, and you can't really control where, what, what part of the energy map that is is influencing um, but in general if you live somewhere that's by the water and it's really clean beautiful water then you're in an area where prosperous energy is actually located so, so that is a positive thing in general to be to, to have that to have that water and the open space around you so water is also can also be correlated with things like roads and parks and open areas and open spaces so you can Bring that, bring that energy of water to your home by having open spaces in front of you. So at the, at the front of your home, for example, having a little foyer or an area where the energy can collect is, is really positive and you want to contain that energy and nurture it and bring, it, bring that positivity towards into, into the house. But uh, your, your point about colours, uh, in, in general, the the best colors are neutral but with uh the colors green and nature colors that are inspired by nature are always are always really great to to have in a home like like you've got there in your in your area where you're sitting I yeah I mean I'm kind of smiling as you're saying it because for me being surrounded by plants is like my favorite thing I always feel like I have a little bit of an indoor jungle going on and neutral colors like not so much for me to wear but definitely in my home space I've always found neutral colors to be um what I've always just been attracted to but I can't ever say it's come down to some further thought other than I just really like how it feels <laughs> just in general yeah the metal element in in uh the metal element actually is an indicator of wealth as well so the metal like you've got those metal frames behind you there so the the, the colors gold correlate with with symbols of wealth but it doesn't mean that you need to bring a whole lot of that into your home so you want to do it in a tasteful way and also the color red is a is a happy color that that is that indicates prosperity but you need to be careful with the color red so i don't advise people to to use the color red in big expanses like mm. feature walls or big pieces of furniture because red is one of those things that amplifies amplifies the energy as well regardless of where it is so I had a client who I visited once and I talked to them about the color red and his ears sort of pricked up and he said this makes a lot of sense because in their last in in one of their last homes uh, he had a big red wall and he actually split up with his partner in that home so he said the energy wasn't right in there and he didn't think that that wall was was great but I don't advise people to use big expanses of red color and if they're if they are going to use the color red just to use it in small doses maybe just keep it for the roses on the table yes good idea <laughs> definitely keep it out of bedrooms as well because it's too it's the, the energy is too strong and also out of kitchens because kitchens are also very strong in the energy of fire and the color red represents fire energy so you want to just keep the the kitchen more earthy i mean i'm so fascinated by the stories that you're sharing from clients i'm like were there any kind of standout clients that you can think of besides obviously the ones you've told to us maybe going God, you know, this is a problem that I'm sure so many people face and then you shifted something in their house or in their home and then the results were kind of, they spoke for themselves. I'm curious, is there anything else that's come up for you? Well, they're, they're, the, main, they're the main things. So those, those examples that I gave you were the, were the big examples that, that have, where people have noticed real life-changing things. But a lot of the time, what I find is that I, I hear stories from clients who have moved from different houses so 
There might be a house, for example, where they've moved into where the previous occupants have had a divorce or mm. there've been tragedies and, and that energy is really heavy. And so what we've done is uh, gone through a space clearing ceremony to to just clear that energy. Or sometimes there are clients who have spirits in their homes and that creates blockages and stops people from moving forward as well. So there are, there are those sorts of examples that I have. So that spirit meeting that I mentioned earlier, who was the reason why I embarked on the catalyst of why I embarked on my feng shui career. She is actually a ghostbuster that I work with now. So we go occasionally, we, I find clients might have a problem with their renovation or there's some issues with council or neighbours. And what we found is that there's actually spirit in their home that needs to be cleared. So I will work with the ghostbuster to expunge the negative energies and and that has created huge change so one client had issues with all of her neighbors around her and the council and was having legal issues and all sorts of problems and what we found was that there was there were spirits in her home the we we got them cleared and all of those issues miraculously just went away very quickly it was amazing (laughs) oh my goodness this feels like a whole other episode coming up (laughs) <laughs> now all I can think of that is that theme tune to Ghostbusters, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, seeing that in the back of my head as you're speaking. Um, so some people can some people can really some people can really feel and sense spirit energies in their home, and and a lot of clients of mine can actually feel when a place a space feels heavy, or they can sense that there's a that there's some sort of spiritual influence in their home, and they think, oh. Yeah, I feel like some some of the, my clients feel like there's a ghost, but they're but they're a happy one, or that they're not causing problems. And what I say to them is that any spirit that's earthbound, that's living in your home, should not be there. It must be moved on. Yes, that's a curious one because I've had a friend mention this before. She had just bought a new home. She's like, I'm I'm really sure, like, and that there is a spirit of some form in her kitchen. I think it was. She's like, what do I do? And honestly, at the time, the only thing I knew was have like a sage ceremony and just tell that yes. no longer allowed in the home. But that just was like, I like to sage spaces. Um, but presumably the Ghostbuster didn't like, it wasn't green gunk everywhere flying around like they do in the Ghostbuster movies. Um, no, what- no, there wasn't. But, but she used sage. She used uh, she used grandfather sage and a not just a stick. I've got one here actually that I can show you. These are these are really great to clear to clear the energy. But she didn't just have a stick of sage. She had a pot full of it, okay. <laughs> and and she lit it and put put a big uh, lid on top of the pot and then smoked out smoked out every room. So mm. it was it felt like there was a fire. You know the smoke alarms would have gone off if they weren't deactivated. So that. That, that anesthetizes the spirit and exactly what you mentioned to your to your friend that's that's what you do you you go through and smoke out each of the rooms tell them tell the spirit to go away and that can really help nice is this something you would recommend even if people are like i don't feel spirits ever like if it, maybe it's a new home or they're just not someone who's tuned into um the spirit world maybe they're like i don't know if there are or not is that just something that you would do as kind of a cleansing practice anyway? I always recommend that people sage their homes just to clear that energy out and to make way for a new start and have a, have a fresh start to, and to bring in positive intention and to get rid of all the negativity. So so the way that you do that is start in one, one room of your home, keep all the doors and windows closed, so go through and sage light light the light the sage stick uh get it smoldering so the smoke coming out and go through each corner of the room through each of your each room of your home close the door as you as you work through each room of your home and then at the end when you're done open all of the doors and windows to let all of that smoke out and then you can feel that the energy is just a lot brighter and cleaner Mm, i love saging so i'm so glad we brought that up as well as a tool um Jane, where if people wanted to have a session, have a, a master feng shui 
overview of their home. Is that something you have to do in person or is that something you can do online, like through Zoom or through virtual capacity or something? Yeah, it's it's something that uh, I can do online and also I do in person as well, depending on whereabouts they're located. Um, it is best to have a consultation in person because then the feng shui master can use their five senses to sense the energy mm-hmm. in, in a space. But online also works. There's a lot of value that can be given to people through through the online platform and we, we discovered that during during lockdowns that there was no other way to to get to to get to clients but we were able to still improve the energy flow in their in their homes and buildings yeah because i expect you'd look at a space and be like well no this blockage is here like this there shouldn't be clutter there or those colors or those um combination of materials so i would imagine even virtually even if you can't physically be there and pick up using all five senses that you'd still be able to understand like how to improve things and I imagine for a business yes. this must be amazing too not just within the home yeah that's right and I often work with businesses who are looking to just a- attract customers make sure that it's a welcoming environment and feels mm-hmm. like a lucky space to be and uh, just make sure that there are no negative influences that might turn people off and uh, also I work with them when they're doing refurbishments and building projects. So it's really important to, to get involved at that stage because at the building and design stage, they're where the, that's where the changes can be easily made, where things are just still lines on a page and we don't have to knock down walls or, or make radical changes or yeah. just or, or, make, or have to uh, make compromises. Absolutely. And it reminds me there's a local restaurant to where I am And I remember being in there and I was like, I just love the feeling of being in here. Like it wasn't the most glamorous restaurant. There was nothing specific about it, but it was just such a gorgeous energy. And I remember the guy who honestly like was the most unexpected guy I think I ever would have um, known to have said, we actually had someone come in and do the whole Feng Shui on the place. And it was just like a little Italian place. I was like, oh, that makes so much sense though, because you can just feel the difference. And you know, even just there's other restaurants you walk into or like cafes and you're just like, oh, it doesn't feel like a place I want to sit and relax or, you know, the, you just feel like the energy's off. But I feel like you give the the science and the understanding to what that sometimes intuitive feeling of mm, something just feels off. Yeah. And there, there are there are different ways that that things can feel off. It can be when you walk into a room and and furniture's too bulky or things are not in the right space it just doesn't feel right it could be that there there is a lot of emotion in the room so buildings also store emotions so if people have been fighting a lot in the in the space or there's been negative events happening then that can also bring that sort of cloud over Mm. over the over the building when you walk in and then of course there's energy map and uh, so, so all of those things kind of combine to, to, to bring together why a space feels the way it does. The final question, I suppose, how do you get your energy map for your home? Is that something that you need to go back to the drawings of when the home was built or is it geographically where the home is located? Like, what is that? So it's based on the orientation of the property, the geographic location as well. The, when when the property was built, so we look at when the property was built and also the floor plan and the design. And all of those bits of data come together and we, we use formulas and mathematical systems to work out what the configuration of energy is in a property. So it's, it's like a horoscope of a home and each sector of a home. So we, we break down the home into like a, a chart uh, of north, south, east and west and the intermediate directions and each of those directions has a particular configuration of energy that indicates how well the, uh, you know, whether there are t- there's toxic energy or good energy relating to prosperity or what the quality of energy is in terms of harmony, health and relationships. And there are different themes that run through each of those sectors depending on that, on those calculations. Mm, nice. Well, I think everyone's going to be curious but they're home energy map and now it is um i love it's like your home horoscope um 
so Jane, given this show is all about wealth and bringing in a little bit more woo, so I'm loving that you're here for this conversation with us. Um, and I really appreciate you being so open and sharing so much value with us as well. Like what would be of everything that you've said, kind of a key takeaway that someone listening right now could say, cool, I'm going to go back to my home. And this is like one or two small things that I can do in the meantime, before maybe perhaps they want to go and get a Feng Shui master. This is like one or two things I could do to my home to maybe help with the flow of wealth or positivity or success in my life. One of the main things that you can do is look at your front entrance, make sure that it's welcoming inviting that the front of your home also feels is as attractive as possible uh, just to invite that positive energy into your home and clutter is the big thing that's that affects a lot of people and it's a, it's you know you mentioned uh, uh, small things that, that clients that people can do to improve their energy clutter is a small thing but it can also be a huge thing so some people have a real issue with clutter because there's a lot of stuff in their in their homes but you know open drawers so open one drawer for example and organize it and go through start start the process and go, just go through each of each area of your home the best place to attack clutter is in your bedroom mm. especially around your bed and your bedside tables and then from from your bedroom work towards your front entrance so those two are the most important and of course your office if you work from home and then just go through each of the areas of your home just to release those blockages and to encourage that free flow of energy. The other thing that you can do that's really easy is simply open the windows and and curtains, let fresh air and natural light in, get a plant, uh, go through a space clearing with sage. Even vacuuming helps to clear stagnant energy from a home. So all of those things will all help. Oh, amazing. And you'll have to let us know when your Homeowner's Guide to Abundance book is out and released um, so we can share that with people. Yes, and I will. In the, in the meantime, I have a free geek guide on my website, which is uh, the top 10 tips to create abundance. So there's there's some more of that information that I mentioned in there. And well, get that I'm download. Sure you can get the link to that and put it in the show notes. So people can go and directly download that and start getting even more advice around how to feng shui for success and prosperity in their life. Um, but Jane, where else can people connect with you? Where's best? They can find me through my website, which is fengshuiconcepts.com.au or they can find me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at fengshuiconcepts. Okay, awesome. Again, we'll put everything in the show notes so it's super easy for people to find you, connect with you and to explore more of this really cool work that you're doing. Um, so thank you so much for coming on and sharing such value with us. You're welcome. Great to be here. Thank you. So that's it. I really hope you got as much out of this episode as we have put into it. As with everything we do, we're here to support you on your individual journey to master your money and take control of your financial freedom. We release a brand new value-packed episode every single week. So be sure to hit that subscribe button now so you don't miss out and leave us a review on Apple. It really means the world to us and it only takes a quick minute. And if you're on social media, come say hi at I am Laura Tynan and share with us which episode you're tuning into. Now, let's continue on the journey to make millions and impact millions together.